<laughs> it wasn't as crunchy as I thought it would be. That was the loudest taco I've ever heard in my life. It's, it's been soaking. <laughs> yeah. You remember Shaquille O'Neal on the Taco Bell episode or uh, commercials? Uh-uh. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was all about the crunchy taco, and he would take a bite sideways like Oh, this. yes, yes, yes. I do remember that. That's awesome. Oh, by the way, we have an audience right now. Welcome to the Rush Student Ministry Podcast, everyone. Okay. It is Taco Tuesday, and we're recording this on Taco Tuesday, and we're having our first ever Youth Pastor Roundtable style episode. We've got Seth Boyd, we've got Matthew Smith, we've got Andrew Fisher, and we are literally eating tacos while we record, and we just want to talk fall 2020 with all of you youth pastors and youth workers and uh, what that can look like, what we've learned this year, different things like that. So guys, let's start off and um, maybe introduce yourselves for our audience, um, who you are, um, your family, your youth ministry experience, just all of that, where you're located. Um, Let's get to know you a little bit better. Matt, kick us off, man. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Matthew Smith. I'm student pastor here in North Dallas with Pastor Shea Mann at the Life Church and um, been in youth ministry for a lot of years um, and just uh, it's, it's, it's exactly where God wants me to be. It's been fantastic to be here in Dallas working with an incredible team. Shout out to Lifeline. Our team is just awesome um, and uh, I, 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 we couldn't have made it through the season, the season of COVID without them. And so I'm very grateful for my team. Um, Got a beautiful wife, Athena, and some awesome kids, McKenna, Amaya, and Matthew Jr., my little man child. And and we are just loving, loving God and loving life, loving where he's put us at. And I'm very thankful that we are here. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome, man. How many, real quick, how many years have you been a youth pastor? Yeah, I've been a youth pastor for right at 15 years now. 15, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Andrew, what's up, man? Uh, introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. It's Andrew, and I'm from the Hope, Terre Haute, Indiana, about an hour south of Indianapolis. And we uh, minister here at New Life Fellowship, Pastor Jeffrey Harpole. Love, love Pastor Harpole. I uh, love all of our Elevate family. That's our youth group. And I'm married to my wonderful wife, Crystal, uh, Isaac, Eli, and Adeline are our kids. And we love youth ministry. I've been in youth ministry uh, for a long time, but I've been a youth pastor for 10 years. 10 years. That's awesome, man. Seth, what's up, bro? Yo. So, uh, Seth Voigt, I'm the youth pastor at Appsock Truth Church in Appleton, Wisconsin. Pastor Aaron Soto. Um, I've been a youth pastor here for uh, seven years, and I've been in youth ministry for about 10. So um, I have lovely wife, Evelyn, uh, and we are uh, expecting our first child uh, in approximately 29 days. Let's go. Let's go. Um, I also have the opportunity to serve as the National Project 7 uh, director. It's super cool because I get to see youth ministry students living out their faith right here on the local level and then on a national level as well. Um, and I'm just inspired to see students that like all over the place, students are doing amazing things. So I get to see so many awesome, cool things on a weekly basis. Very cool. 
Man, well, uh, all three of you, thank you for uh, hopping on. Between the four of us, we've got 37 years of youth pastor experience. Um, so I, I love it. Uh, let's let's look back. Um, I know we, we've all got our, our vision and, and target set ahead of us, but let's look back over this year. What have you guys learned in 2020 um, since March? And uh, anyone can just hop in. Well, I think all of us can agree that as much as students like to be on their phones, there is such a thing as screen fatigue, um, where everything is is online, everything is on a computer or a phone. There does come to a point where it becomes too much. And I think the exciting thing about that is um, students genuinely do crave real human interaction. I know some youth services, you don't feel like that because all they want to do uh, is be on their phone. <laughs> um, I am encouraged to see students that are, are asking for and craving in-person real human interaction. So if, just remember that in 10 years from now, you know, if it feels like it's not a thing anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, anyone else? Uh, I've learned that uh, that you can pretty much play anything on Zoom. Uh, <laughs> bro, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I've created a ton of games for Zoom, and it's just been wild uh, doing that. I, I, I found out I became – somebody dubbed me a master in Zoom, um, but I didn't even know anything about Zoom. I don't think any of us did uh, until until this happened. And so, uh, so yeah, I, we all have a at least a bachelor's degree in Zoom <laughs> now. Uh, it, it's been fantastic. I uh, I echo all of those, and and uh, to tag on to what uh, Seth had to say, uh, fellowship has been a key focal point since we've been back in person. Um, this, the spiritual, I think, is, has always been there. But, but just being around each other, all of the, all the young people, we ha- you got to remember we haven't had camps, we haven't had conferences or sectional rallies, we haven't had anything. And so for the kids just to be together and play basketball, I mean, it's, it's basically stripped youth ministry down to just basic principles. Basic, you don't have to make anything extra special or um, – a lot of lights and drops and things like that, giveaways. We haven't had to do that. And um, that's been refreshing, to be honest, uh, that that God's given us this opportunity to realize that we just need to be together. Yeah. So that's that's been what kind of we've learned here. Yeah, for sure. So coming out of different uh, levels of, of mandates for our counties and states and all that, do you have to wear a mask? How Often do you have to wear a mask in your church building, youth event, out in public, public parks? Is it 10 or less people? All that, all those things. Where are you guys right now? And um, so, so are you in person right now with your youth? Are you online? And then we'll get into what we can maybe do this fall. So what are you guys up to right now? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. We, are, we actually um, started going back as a church a couple of months ago here in Texas um which texas you guys will know it was one of the first to kind of start opening up um but our church has been very very cautious um and leaned um on on the on the side of cautious caution during this especially um 
just with the numbers being so high here. And so um, even, even though like everything is pretty much opened up here, there's no limits on anything. Um, we still have limits on things here. And so the phase that we're in here at our church right now, we're only having our Sunday services. And so we are actually getting ready um, to look at what's gonna be happening um, moving past this month. We, we are looking at a couple of things right now. Um, our students are just going back to school in person. Some of them just started going back in person this week, mm -hmm. um, but the larger school districts actually just started school online this week. So they took a lot of time to, to prep and what they can do but several of the other school districts say um, some of them are starting in person. And so we've been very cautious with that. And uh, we've done a lot of different things uh, online with our students, but we've really tried to prote protect our Sundays as a church. And so right now we've just been having Sunday in person. Uh, we have two services on Sunday. This weekend we have a youth uh, next gen night is actually for all of our next gen ministry so this will be our first time meeting in person um since back in march so the kids will be meeting in person they'll have a a service um the youth and young adults will be meeting together also um so we're actually doing this for a couple of reasons one to kind of test the waters to see how everyone will respond uh with practicing distancing and, and whatnot um, with youth and young adults and kids. And then also, um, since they're kind of going back, we're kind of seeing what what's gonna happen as students are returning back to school. We're seeing, you know, some schools that are having to close down already, but we, we, we really don't know how that's gonna impact us yet. And so right now um, we're just trying to, trying to give something to where we can meet in person um, and have something just for our students. So we are gonna have a one-time service this month and then reevaluate that uh, looking for the next month. Very cool. We're, um, we're looking to do uh, something similar. Um, we're this Sunday, we're gonna do, we don't have a Sunday night service here. So we're gonna do a 5 p.m. Um, like youth young adult revival service. That'll be our first main thing back. And, and we're gonna try to implement our Sunday morning, you know, take temperatures, masks to the pew, hope, you know, with our students. Hopefully they'll uh, maybe be used to that on Sunday and still do it. But yeah, we're just doing two Sunday things in September and then. Fingers crossed, October, we'll start doing our Wednesday nights again. So, uh, Seth, Andrew, what are you guys up to right now? So, uh, uh, beginning of June, I uh, believe it was, if Seth and, and Matt remember this, I, I asked them both, we did some research, we were already kind of um, talking about going to two services as our building constraints, so we're in construction, and, and we're, we were researching two services, and that's kind of the, the model that both uh, – the life church and apostolic truth chapel operate in right now. And so we were already, we were gearing up to go to that structure leading into Easter, uh, two or three Sundays before Easter, then COVID hit. And so we obviously went online for a while. And then when we talked about going back in person, um, we went to that structure, which is 9 a.m. and 11 30, 9 a.m. 11 30. And, um, 
we didn't have youth for a while, but then eventually in, in June sometime, we, we had our own youth service at 11.30 a.m. slot. And uh, so that's what we do. We take temperatures at the door. Uh, we wear masks inside the building. We distanced our chairs. Um, and we only had an hour-length service together. Now, we're very fortunate because, as you heard Matt talk, not, not, not a lot of youth groups are meeting. Um, and then Wednesdays opened up in July. And then we started meeting in July. And to help that cause out in our state, we have a mandate, a mask mandate. Uh, but if you're outside, it, it opens up a little bit more. So what we did was we did a, like a 15-minute devotion, and then we out, went outside. And, and like I told you earlier, that fellowship time, we needed that really bad. Mm. Uh, it, it, there's kind of a camp atmosphere on our campus right now because, again, they can't go anywhere. Um, and then also our schools are they're doing a what they call an A-B schedule. So if you're A through you know F or G in your last name, you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the other group goes Tuesday, Thursday, and they switch every other week. Hmm. Uh, so that's been challenging. And then um, I want to give a big shout to Seth and the P7 team. Those videos that they're creating right now in this time is incredible. Um, with They're doing Zoom for P7 clubs, and so that's been um, – I appreciate that video a lot because I think I felt some of our students feel pretty deflated when they said we couldn't have clubs in person. And so that was a, that was a good call out on P7's part. So that's what we've been kind of doing here. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> we um, kind of a similar thing. We went back to, we went back to in-person services um, middle of, middle of summer. Um, but our students haven't, we haven't had youth groups since, um, the first week of March. Um, so I'm, I'm ready to go back to services, I think just as much as they are. Um, but, uh, our schools here in Appleton are all over the map. So the Appleton school district right in the heart of our city is all virtual. Um, all of the schools in the Appleton school district, but all of the outlier cities like in, in the area, uh, some schools are like, are back to in person all, you know, five days a week. Uh, some schools are doing two, three days a week, kind of like Andrew, what you talked about. And some schools are like a combination of a hybrid um, situation, but um, either, either way um, we have the opportunity and the ability to meet in person for youth, for youth group. And so we're, we're taking advantage of that. Um, right now we're still under the, the governor's uh, mask mandate. And so we're certainly, uh, you know, complying with that and um, trying to exemplify that. I don't think anyone, like enjoys wearing a mask. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone like, Oh yeah, I love wearing my mask today. Um, but we're, we're trying to be the example and not like complain about it. And like, th like this is like, this is not the hill I'm going to die on. Um, there, there certainly is going to come a day where the church is going to be persecuted. I don't feel like that's mask wearing. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be something a lot more intense. And so I'm trying to just like be the example to our students and, um, not make a big deal out of it. But when we get, we get together, uh, actually tomorrow night we're getting together for the first time and, uh, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, but we certainly are, are trying to figure it out too, because just like all the schools, we don't have the answer. No one gave us like a, a protocol and what to do. And so schools, churches, or everyone's trying to figure it out and do what's best for them. And so, uh, that's what we're trying to do right now with, with our youth group. We've had to uh, we've had to adjust our retreat. We had a fall retreat scheduled, uh, Preston, and um, yeah, we've we've put that in house now. Um, we're not obviously staying overnight. We're being very careful here, uh, mainly because 
uh, our staff. We've had a few cases, uh, people in our church. Um, we've been very blessed and not had to, to shut down because it didn't really originate here. But And they were around a lot of people, but we've had to adjust that. We're still having it, but we're going to do very short windows. And uh, so we had to get really, really creative. And, and, and I like what Matt says, and I believe this, that the youth are very resilient. They'll, they'll pretty much adjust to, to yeah. whatever. And so that, that's kind of been the case here. And so we, we've had to adjust. Even our planning is everything's went out the window. I mean, you name it. She's for Christ <laughs> trying to raise money. It's, it's, it's been a lot to, to take on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for reminding me that I've got to email back our um, retreat center that we have fall retreat at and tell them <laughs> we're not coming. Oh, I just did that this morning. <laughs> I just did that this morning. Awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. On the way that on the way up to the church, I, I did that. I was like, let me email them and let them know because <laughs> up to like sixty days, you only get like you won't get the full refund. You'll only get like half. <laughs> and so I was like, man, I need to email them. So Matt's out here driving in his car, sending sending emails. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this has been so helpful already. Wow. <laughs> so, youth pastor, whoever's watching this, if you got a retreat, it's time to cancel. <laughs> Unless you just want to go out there and test the waters, oh, right? My uh, one of my biggest hurdles is having all of our students in the church van. Are are you guys like? Are you guys? Taking them anywhere, like wearing masks, or, or all no, head we're not, shaking. We're not, we're not taking, we're not taking them anywhere right now. We haven't had any events outside of church. That's been a big hurdle that we haven't, we haven't tried to overcome yet. Right now, to my knowledge, there's no um, schools that have have taken any field trips and stuff like that. I'm not sure what sports are going to look like. Uh, I know in our area they they move football to next spring uh, to not have to deal with some of that. Mm. Um, so I don't know how they're going to, you know, cause if they put a bunch of kids on buses, I don't know how they're going to do that. So it's been, it's been crazy. They did football here, but there's no fans, uh, hardly sick family. Um, our buses, we have a bus ministry, but the, the good thing with that is you can run back and forth cause we're so close to church. So we haven't taken any, um, trips or church events. So I think what they do with our bus ministry is they stagger seat and they have to wear masks okay. and they take temperature. They take a temperature. Um, you know, and when you take temperatures, they've done this and we've done this too, just to throw this out there, just to make it fun because it's like, it's almost like an assembly line when they come in, to take the temperature and we just like get them to try to guess their temperature. And if they guess it, they get like some kind of free gift yes. or chocolate cool. or something. Like, you got to make it fun because, and, and just so you know, when the youth come back and they wear the mask, they're not going to be wearing, they'll be under the nose, they'll be on top of their head, they'll be over here to the side. They might wear a full like face one. It's kind of funny to be honest. <laughs> nice. Hey, well, speaking of that, because we probably are going to have masks at our our youth events this fall. Um, is it is it better to try to have a, a most creative mask competition type deal, or is it? There we go. Throw your logo on it, or or is it best to just kind of like not bring attention to it anymore. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Maybe for a youth pastor trying to plan. Well, I've had a couple of conversations with parents. 
Um, and everyone obviously has their their opinions on masks and if they work or they don't work. We're just trying to honor the like the the authority, the government that's here in Appleton that have asked us to do that and made that a mandate for our state. And so we're just trying to lead by example. And the the governor was very clear that it's no one's responsibility to like tell someone uh, they have to wear a mask. And so we're not policing it. So if someone shows up not wearing a mask, we're not taking responsibility for that. We're just trying to lead by example. Yeah. Uh, the schools have taken a very different approach um, around here. And, and basically, if if you decide to not wear a mask, uh, you could be you could be um, suspended. Um, but if you if you're not going to wear a mask, they they're telling you to stay home and do virtual learning. So it's it's a non-negotiable for the schools. Um, but we're just not policing it because we don't have the resources to do that. No, that, that's that's good. I, when, when we first came back. Um, I had a, I had a parent reach out to me and they were very against it. Their family had made a decision and you know what I told them and they asked me just, it kind of threw me off. They asked me, um, so is my, is my young daughter not allowed at youth group anymore? Like, no, no, absolutely not. No, she can come. But just, we asked her just to, uh, keep a safe distance. And if she can do that, we'll, we'll honor your request. We're not gonna, we're not getting a confrontation at church about, if you want to wear a mask or not, but the majority of our, our youth do wear masks. Gotcha. Yeah, um, the, the mask um, situation with our, with our church, we encourage them, but we're not policing. We're not making people, we provide them if someone would like, would like to have them and they didn't bring their own. So we provide them um, at the door also. Um, and we'll do the same thing for, uh, this Saturday when we meet. Um, but our biggest thing right now is practicing distancing. Um, and that's been very helpful for our church as a whole. Um, and so we, we do that. We don't, we don't congregate. Um, we, we strongly encourage people, um, whenever they're leaving service, we have them exit out a completely different door. Um, and it's a little inconvenient, but um, it's been very, very effective um, and it's kept us to where we've been able to continue to meet. And so we'll continue to do those things, even with our students. I know that's going to be tough, um, but but they realize the importance of, um, you know, making sure we're not like all up on each other and right in front of each other's faces and stuff like that. And so whether you got a mask on or not, um, if we can do anything like that, um, it's going to be helpful for us in the long run. Um, but yeah, we're not policing masks. Um, um, Andrew, we're, um, I, I, we might take temperature, but we don't do that for our, our, um, our church as a whole. And so that would be an extra step if we did it here. Um, it's so hot right now. <laughs> Everybody's temperature. Being too hot. <laughs> we do, we do it for, we do it for our kids and our, and our, just our teenagers. We don't do it for anybody above, uh, youth or children, but yeah. They, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> it's so hot in Texas. <laughs> oh man. How, uh, how are you guys communicating with your youth team right now? Um, how maybe, uh, I mean, some of our youth pastors might be overwhelmed right now trying to look at fall. How can they um, kind of rally their youth teams behind vision and excitement for this fall uh, to make it the best it can be? How are you communicating to your teams? 
Well, for starters, um, just meeting in person is a, is a really helpful thing. We had a number of youth team meetings, you know, you know, whether it was zoom or text or call, you know, communicated a lot over the last few months, but, um, when it comes to like planning for this fall, we've got a meeting this coming uh, Saturday in person with you know our team. I think it's crucial to meet as a team in person. Uh, if you can, if you're in a state that you can do that, um, I think it's better to do that when you're planning vision so people can like see your excitement in person and feel your, your heartbeat for students in person. Um, it's, it's a little more challenging to do that um, through a screen. It can be done, but it's more challenging. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm taking the route of meeting in person this coming Saturday and just having a clear vision, at least for, for us right now, our team in our culture, where we're at, um, if, if we were to just come together and say, Hey, let's just brainstorm there. We haven't been in a rhythm with youth ministry. And so when we do that, uh, the last couple of times I've done that, you know, just over the last few weeks, it feels a little bit dry. Um, like we're all kind of like, uh, what's, you know, what should we do? We're it's struggling with ideas. So I've taken a little bit more aggressive approach of saying like, here's what we're doing. How can we make it better? Mm. Uh, so that they have something to work with. They have a template to work with instead of let's coming from, let's, instead of saying, let's start from the ground up and plan the fall coming to our team to say, here's what the, the plan is for fall. Uh, how can we do it better? Uh, or is there anything that you would change? That's just the approach that I've taken right now for this season with our team. Yeah, very good. Anyone else? Uh, I will say um, uh, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk about how we're connecting right now. But I will say this: uh, you talked about earlier something that you've gotten during this season, gotten out of this season. I will tell you that our team has grown closer together during this time. Hmm. Um, I realize even great, just greater how much more, how much more important they are um to to be on the team and i think they realize it too um and that it goes beyond just a youth night wednesday night or sunday morning or whatever um but their impact uh goes beyond that and so um <clears throat> during this time from everything from our strategy and our plan of action uh for covid 19 putting all of that together with with uh, a strategy for for our students, our, our parents, and and um, and and putting that together and involving them in the process, it really really helped us grow closer together. We were already a, a very tight knit team, mm -hmm. but um, I'll just tell you, it, it helps so much. And and them um, being willing to to be on Zoom for you know three and four months is, has, was. It's just been incredible, and I'll tell you, we we were already making a shift to uh, to our youth nights to where they were very group heavy, um, and by that I mean we put a lot of emphasis on small groups, mm. uh, and and you know uh, not that the message wasn't important, but we were staggering every other week we would have groups, and it would be the majority of time, and so there would be like a five minute. Uh, intro to the message, but they were delivering the message and and facilitating the interaction. And so we had probably about five or six months of them doing that before we um, moved into this into uh, our COVID plan of action. Um, but when we were on Zoom, 
uh, man, they they pretty much all the all the message, the the lessons. Unless we had a a guest speaker come in, um, when we would do our breakout rooms, they were leading those. And um, mm. and in order for them to to have a heart for the message, that we I had to communicate that to them. And so that communication just got even stronger. And so they were involved in the process of what was being taught. Uh, they were involved in, in, in the resources that we were doing. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I'll just say that helped us tremendously. And so if, if you've already been working on your, um, your connection with them, it's gonna help you a lot whenever, whenever you get ready to start meeting in person. If you haven't, then I would encourage you to right now to start reaching out on, check on them, see how they're doing. Um, don't let the first thing uh, that you communicate with them is, look, hey, I need you for youth night or whatever. We're, we're about to, but check on them. See see how they're doing, how their family's doing. Just genuinely be interested in them. And that that has been something that has been helpful to us. It's just being interested in our team. Um, one of the things that we were doing is I was meeting with every one of my team members one-on-one or me and my wife um, with them at a coffee shop or somewhere every month. Um, I would schedule time and we would just hang out. I had a couple of questions that I would ask them, but really it's just for us just to be able to connect and build relationship because I'm investing in them and I know that they're going to be investing in four or five students on their own. And so the more that I pour into them, the more, uh, impactful that they're going to be um, to our students. And so, um, but the way that I've been um, kind of communicating with our team, we, we use Facebook Messenger a lot. We're all there. Um, and we use, um, we use uh, Basecamp. And so those are our two areas that we have been using. Um, and we schedule through Planning Center. Um, and so we've been thinking about different ideas brainstorming what's going to what everything could look like um what are some things we're going to do different because honestly right now all of us um we have this very unique opportunity to offer something that is different than any other season that we've been in Mm -hmm. and so more than ever we need to be thinking of ways and this is what i kind of presented to our team is we need to be thinking of ways that we can create meaningful intentional and redemptive peer-to-peer interaction for our students and whatever programming that we do, um, uh, we, we need to make sure that we're doing those things. And so if, if we, can, we can hit those areas, um, I think however we hit them, I, I think we're gonna, be, we're gonna be heading in the right direction. And so that's, that's what, what we've been trying to do um, really been trying to focus on that direction and when we come back um, and making sure that whenever we start meeting in person that we're just amping that up and making it even more uh, meaningful, intentional, and redemptive um, with our interaction oh. with students and students with one another. Great. Oh, so guys. I'm going to write that down and steal it. Redemptive. That's the word of the Zoom call. That's, that's the word right there. Hey, uh, we, 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 when we had, we had a youth staff retreat scheduled <laughs> and we canceled it. So we, like Seth was talking, we can't, we, we did it in person and I tried to make as much like a retreat as possible. 
we catered in food. I think the first 30 minutes, an hour, we just ate and just were together. I think this whole season has brought up about um, more. I think if we've probably worked more with our own staff and not to say we, we didn't work with our students. We did, but it, it's been more of a building time for our staff to, Hey, let's get, let's get this going. Let's get ready. Mm. Um, and so we've been really, really creative. I found different skill sets within my youth staff that I did not know existed. We were working on a way to not, um, we call it in reach here. Not we, we do outreach, but we also do in reach. Mm. And we listed all of our young people, young adults on a list. And he made this uh, Excel sheet that automatically populated when you filled out that you contact them, you left notes because there was a time where we didn't meet and we haven't heard from young people in a long time. So we all, we, we just communicated really, really well. And we're doing that today. And I'm finding things out about my youth staff that I've never found out before. And, and then we, then our church got thrown into this uh, new format, this service format, which has actually opened up more serving opportunities. So now I'm recruiting some people mm. that maybe weren't available before because of, because they couldn't go hear pastor preach. And so I've recruited some uh, a young, a young married couple. They're doing excellent. They've taught lessons so far. And it's just, it's just opened up a big um, variety of people to help. And um, it's been, it's been a good thing. Uh, just speaking from a youth pastor's perspective for my wife and I, to see the team take on the burden and some of the load. Um, I, I love what Matt and Seth said, you come with a clear direction. We did that in our meeting and, and just watch them take and run with it. And so, um, and let them do that. It's okay to, to let them do that. And, th- and they've done that. And um, we're the same way, Matt. We, we're a big life group church and on Wednesdays. And we're planning to do that soon. You know, to go bigger, you got to go smaller. And so I think this time, this COVID time has been a really good time for our youth staff to, to kind of hunker down together. And uh, it's, it's that in this together kind of movement thing. So uh, it's been really good to, to do all those things. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so good. Just uh, two or three Sundays ago, we got our youth staff and young adult staff all together. And after church on Sunday, we went to, to lunch um, for the first time in person off zoom, off FaceTime. And it was just, it was amazing. Like we, we, we closed the restaurant down. Like they were waiting for us to leave. We were there for a couple hours. So um, just uh, so, so powerful, really. It's, it's amazing. Um, we, we mentioned teaching a little bit throughout all of those um, awesome answers. Uh, what are you guys going to teach this fall? What are you looking at? Are you still going to try to do, you know, October, November, December kind of monthly yeah. series or what are you, what are you feeling? Apostolic doctrine. We're hitting it, man. We're hitting it hard right now. We're going right back into it. Uh, basics, the, the, the Bible, what sin repentance is, who is Jesus, uh, all those, all those things, the baptism, Holy Ghost, repent, all that stuff. And um, your church, your relationship with God, we're hitting that. Um, and then we're hitting life groups up with different topic, topical things. Uh, relevant things to today the, the one thing that we're, we're going to try to that we're not trying to do we're doing it right now is is we're taking our time i, I don't want to flush i just don't want to just flush through a lesson to say we did it i don't want to check off a box but if we hit a vein in the spirit we're going to stay there and that's what we're doing right now with this with this doctrine doctrinal series that we're we're doing we want to make sure that that when somebody goes home that, that you know we're encouraging parents and um, to have the conversation in the home about what they learned in class. 
Mm. So there are some, there's a lot of different applications that we're sending home to, to uh, do. We're, we're looking at different ways to study the Bible, scripture mapping, all these different things. We're trying to get them to, uh, to do all that in the home. So that's, that's what we're teaching. That's awesome. We're starting a, <clears throat> starting right away with a series uh, uh, that I'm teaching called Citizens. Uh, we got a lot of students that are, we got, I think, uh, 12, 12 or 13 incoming sixth graders this year. Um, so um, a little crazy with that. Um, but also we've been, you know, six months without youth ministry. And so we're getting back to youth ministry and we're kind of uh, basing it off of uh, Ephesians 2, 19 where uh you know talks about being citizens and not not strangers not for you know foreigners and so we're getting back to like what does it mean to be a christ follower what's normal citizenship behavior there are things that we do in the united states just because we're a citizen that's it's like normal um you know you can decide to not pay your taxes but there's consequences with that as a citizen you just pay your taxes um, and as, as a citizen, you get your driver's license. And so we're talking about some spiritual things that as a citizen of heaven, uh, these are some things that we just do, uh, talking about getting back to normal youth ministry as part of the youth group. Here's our culture. Here's what we expect. Here's, uh, the, the things that you can expect from us as a team. Uh, so over the next few weeks, we're going to be, you know, talking about that, just setting the year off, uh, right. Um, so because a lot of ways I see this as the beginning of the year. Um, because I, I try to align like the overall like, course of the year with the, the start of school and the end of school. Um, and the, the new calendar year is just halfway through the year for me in my youth ministry brain. Yeah, very good. Yeah, uh, for, for us, um, and nothing has been nailed down completely. Um, like Andrew said earlier, uh, a lot of things that you had planned uh, – or the calendar pretty much was just kind of thrown away. And so we've, we've reevaluated what our needs are and where our students are. And so some of the things that we're going to be looking at and talking about, um, you know, within these next couple of months, whether that's in person or online, um, we'll be focusing on things like friendships, um, you know, loving others, our identity, you know, learning who you are, um, um, who's you are and how to use the gifts um, that, that God's placed within your life. And so those will be the, the main areas that we'll be targeting, um, I would say, for these next three months um, moving into December. And, uh, you know, we will evaluate what, what everything looks like, um, you know, in January in 2021. Um, but we normally plan from August to July and um, that's how our year kind of looks is we kind of go with the school year. Um, but, but yeah, um, so everything that we had for this upcoming year, um, we, we are definitely looking and evaluating and, and uh, making changes as necessary that we see necessary. Yeah, very cool. We, uh, I'm sure you guys do too, but we got multiple siblings in our youth groups. So um, I've actually had some parent requests to teach on relationships and family. <laughs> so in November, we might be more and more with one another. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. We might dive into that. 
Well, guys, thank you so much. I want to honor your time today, but thank you for hopping on for our first ever Youth Pastors Roundtable episode, and it's uh, been a special Taco Tuesday edition. Before we go, I just want to um, hear all of you build your perfect taco. What's the, is it crunchy shell? Is it corn? Is it flour? Is it steak? Is it chicken? Is there queso involved? Is there guacamole? What is your perfect taco? Okay, I I am gonna be. I've had a lot of really good tacos over over the years, and and there's been a lot of really great tacos that have a lot of stuff on it. But I'm gonna go purist route, and my favorite taco that I always come back to is the standard like corn tortilla with with um, either chicken or steak or um, pork. It doesn't matter to me, but just very simple with cilantro and onions done wow that's my nice. taco i'm soft i'm soft taco guy now i like the chips and the nachos cream but i'm soft taco any anything and everything guys except for beans i, I can't i can't do it i can't do real beans, beans. like <laughs> that's the texture of it messes with me i mean I'll just leave it at that. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. Uh, like a middle schooler. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm like Seth. I like to keep it pretty simple. Um, a steak, you know, corn tortilla, and uh, give me a limon. Um, uh, and, uh, and I'm good, bro. With maybe a little cheese on there. Yeah, I like to keep it pretty basic. So, yeah. You can go right so many ways to talk. <laughs> yeah. Awesome guys. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on. This is going to be a blessing to our youth pastors and uh, we'll call it a wrap. Love you guys. Oh, thank man. you. Hey friends. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the rush student ministry podcast. We are praying for you and we believe in you. Thank you for all that you are doing for students and for youth ministry. If this episode has helped you, provided insight or encouragement, we encourage you to send this out to your youth pastor friends, text this to your youth team members, and we can all grow together. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, find us at uh, under our handle, at Rush Students, and we'd love to connect with you. And once again, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you will help us so much by leaving a rating and review. Hey, we can't wait to hang out with you next time. My name is Preston Keller, and you have been listening to the Rush Student Ministry Podcast. Mm-hmm.